and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerdy for 30s 2022 Oscars Prediction Spectacular. That's right. We are going through your favorite categories, some of which exist, some of which don't exist, and nominating movies that we covered in the first 50 episodes of this podcast. We started the first one off with Best Actor. We took you all the way through Biggest Beef. We're going to start this one off with Similar Heat. So let's get going. Best Picture. We're taking you right into it. It's a little bit more positive than where we left off the last episode. (laughs) This is the best overall thing we watched in the first 50 episodes of this podcast. My nominees are Spider-Man No Way Home. The final fight scene from Avengers Endgame, HBO's Peacemaker, Die Hard, and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Tim, what do you got? Very good. We overlapped on Spider-Man and Shang-Chi. I got to put Jackass in there, man. Jackass Mm, is... It's... It's one of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. As far as just like pure enjoyment at the movies, it's right up there with Spider-Man for me. It's like, wow. I just had such a good time. I had a great time. It was just funny. I laughed. I It was the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie. It was just just pure enjoyment. Just like not whether or not it was good or bad. No judgment. Just like going into a movie and just enjoying myself. Spider-Man's I mean, Spider-Man's ahead of it, I think, but it's it's the most enjoyable thing I saw this year. Like, definitely. It definitely deserves a nom. It was a great time in theaters going to see that. That's one of those things where like a horror movie and a comedy like that, you got to see in theaters because that theater experience is it's part of the whole deal. I'm heartbroken that I didn't get to see Malignant in theaters. Malignant. Uh, That's a good one. I mean, Malignant's uh, great. The thing about Malignant is that uh, it was such a surprise. And I think that one's going to live on to be like maybe the biggest cult movie of the things that we covered this past year, because it's so much fun to watch because it's so fucking batshit that like that is going to be a classic uh, like dinner theater or like bar theater movie. There used to be a place videology in Brooklyn that we would go to. It's like it's a perfect videology movie. Where it's just kind of playing in the background of some some crowded bar. Mm-hmm. I had Malignant and It Follows as like kind of honorary mentions for this. Where I'm like, It Follows. It might be just like the best like movie we did mm-hmm. on this. It's not as fun as any of the other things I think we're, we're taking seriously for this conversations. But as far as like that culty vibe that you're saying Malignant will have. I think that's what it follows does have, yeah. right? Like, I think they're somehow, I mean, they're, they're, it feels like they're completely different movies, but they have a similar niche of just like, I don't know. There's something like addictive about them. There's something that like, oh, this is a little deeper than just whatever horror bullshit. You know, it's not all just jump scares. There's like something here that we're trying to explore. Plus it's scary. I mean, yeah, they're both great. Dude, uh, there was something about It Follows, seeing it in theaters. I mean, there was a door, like we saw it in a theater in the East Village, where the door to get into the room was next to the screen. So to walk out of the theater, you had to walk down the steps and pass the screen to get out. And the fact that there was like a door right there, everybody kept like checking the door 
It was <laughs> tense as hell. Like we were all just waiting for this thing to come in. Cause I think that was the only exit. Ah, what a fucking thrill ride. So good. It's so good. But at the end of the day, it's like, what's the biggest, I don't know, best picture. What's like the best, biggest event that you experienced this year? It's like Spider-Man, man. Like nothing is bigger than Spider-Man. It was, it's one of the biggest movies of all time. It delivered on everything. I mean, expectations were sky high and it delivered. It crushed. I mean, it's a great movie. I'm going to rewatch it a million times. I mean, it's it was awesome in the theater. I mean, it was it's just it's the best picture, man. It's got to be right. I mean, is there anything I, else that, that comes close for you? What's your conversation? The conversation for me is HBO's Peacemaker is so incredibly good and in a way that's kind of like unprecedented, like it was completely unexpected that it would be that good. Um, I guess outside of the fact that James Gunn was doing it, but it was like James Gunn's going to do a TV spinoff of one of these side characters. How's that even going to work in it? They challenge a core tenant of the character and they change that core tenant. Somehow they pull that off. Like it's a, it's a feat of storytelling. I think there's aspects of, uh, the show that are pretty important to modern day life. Like I think a lot of the themes really resonate. Um, similarly, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I mean, that is a fucking classic movie, dude. Like the only thing, the thing that keeps that in the fight with me with Spider-Man No Way Home is that Spider-Man No Way Home does lean on the fact that you already know Spider-Man. You've seen these other Spider-Man movies. It is incredible payoff. But to me, it's kind of like a season finale or like a series finale for these characters and these films you've seen. Shang-Chi is a brand new start. It's a classic adventure movie. It establishes this incredible world and these incredible characters and shit. Like that's one we've both rewatched it recently. I plan to keep doing that. It's so good. It's really good. I mean, this is a good category. I mean, you nominated Endgame, the Endgame fight scene we did, which was a great podcast. And I had a lot of fun doing it. I don't feel good putting that in the best picture category just because it's like, I don't know. Of course, Endgame is like the best it's, thing yeah, ever. It's like, kind of unfair. It, it came out a while ago. It it doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of best picture, even though I will say it was like I, I did want to put it and it's just it's just the best. It's like the best. Th- Nothing else comes close <laughs> to that movie, in my opinion. What about Suicide Squad? Did you nominate Suicide Squad? I didn't nominate it. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was I didn't think it was as strong at the end of the day as Peacemaker as a piece. Mm. And I definitely didn't think it could step to Shang-Chi or Spider-Man. I, for me, it's between Shang-Chi and Spider-Man and I could be talked either way. I don't know. I'm good with, I'm good with either one. Either one makes sense. I think my gut's telling me Spider-Man, but I could be, I could be talked either way as well. I mean, the the peacemaker conversation is, is interesting. I think just because it's just a different thing. Cause it's like a TV show. It's hard to compare. I mean, these should be two different categories, but we don't do enough TV. It's clearly the best like television show this year, but oh, yeah. But like the timing and then the space that it takes up in comparison to something like Shang-Chi or Spider-Man, where it's like those are like tight. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's three hours. This is a tight three hours compared to Shang compared to Peacemaker, which is what? Six hours, eight hours. Like it's long. It's not all, you know, it's not all super tight. So. <clears throat> I don't know. Best overall, I think is just 
I think it's Spider-Man, man. I think it's Spider-Man. I think it is. Best picture goes to Spider-Man No Way Home. This is big. You deserved it. Years of buildup. And they cashed oh in. And we all won. I mean, that's the thing, too. Is like you said, just an impossible amount of hype. And somehow they pulled it off. It's just and they it's so it. impressive. Let's take it now into another fun category. This is Biggest Surprise. This is the award for the most surprising thing we encountered on the first 50 episodes of this podcast. My nominees are John Walker killing a guy in cold blood in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Daredevil's brick catch in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. The giant arrow in Hawkeye. And Ghostbusters Afterlife being a good movie. (laughs) Tim, what were the biggest surprises for you? Those are all good. All great. Man, those are all really good. Um, Mine, uh, the one that inspired this category for me that differentiates it from a category coming up was Antonio Banderas being killed in Uncharted, Mm. (laughs) which is not a good movie. It's not (laughs) not not a good surprise. The crowd. It's not a good surprise. (laughs) It's not like a. (laughs) I think I think everyone in the theater was just like confused. (laughs) Like, why is this happening? We like Antonio Banderas. I would like to see more of Antonio Banderas. (laughs) And then he just slit his throat and he bleeds out. (laughs) I think think we were all like, whoa. Uh, I mean, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. That's a surprise. It's not good. It's not bad. It's like just a straight up surprise. (laughs) I just didn't see it coming. Um, Judy Greer dying in Halloween for some reason. The end of the movie, it felt like so half-assed. I was like, I don't know if this is good or bad. I was just like stunned. I was just like, this is crazy. That seems like (laughs) that's a surprise. I'm surprised by that. (laughs) I like that you're bringing like the bad surprises to this table. (laughs) yeah okay here's a good one our boy zach cherry showing up in shang chi oh god bless i was so excited to see him there uh i i looked back at the trailer he was in the trailer in like a very tiny bit i had no idea i was i saw the back of his head on the bus and i was like oh my god that's zach cherry this is great this is so exciting did you uh have you watched any of severance by the way no i have not should i watch it do i have to get apple you do have to get apple it's it's worth it i don't want apple uh (laughs) Uh, the fact that Kit Harrington was not in the Eternals movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess I thought he would be involved in some way, but he really, he does a tight 10 up top and then he's gone. He gets a phone call and then he's in like a stinger basically at the end. And they really stretch the limits of what we will take in a post credit scene where we don't even get to fucking see blade. We hear a voice. <laughs> it wasn't even confirmed as blade until you went online. Like that is the, that's the least they've ever dripped at us. I think that's, I think that's everything for me. Suicide Squad. I mean, I guess it was kind of, this was a, a positive surprise, but mm. I guess that everybody died in the first 15 minutes of Suicide Squad was something where I was like, I wasn't expecting this, but this is good. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This sets the tone for the movie. It was, a, it was like a, it was like a thief for us. Like when we were doing the pod, I don't know if it was an actual thief, but it was like, a big takeaway was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie <laughs> because this happened. So so those were my biggest those are my biggest surprises, my biggest surprise nominees. Kevin, what do you think? I dig it, man. Here's what I'm thinking. Going through my list again. The thing with John Walker killing a guy in cold blood, the image of blood on that shield 
was chilling. Like that was something where watching that Lauren and I, again, jaws on the ground. We were like, what the fuck? And we felt so much with Chris Evans wielding that shield that like we all already hated it so much that John Walker had it. And then to see him bastardize that image was just it was awful. Um, it was like spitting on Mr. Rogers's face. Uh, and I mean the like PBS Mr. Rogers in that comparison. Um, Daredevil's brick catch in Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, that was just that was so fun because we knew it'd been confirmed beforehand that he was in the movie. But yeah. the brick catch was fucking sick. <laughs> That's so good. I I was I was so excited about it. And you're right. It is like a surprise because it was like, oh, this is a new Daredevil. Yeah, this isn't the same guy because the TV Daredevil isn't capable of this. This is he's out reflexing Spider-Man. Dude, he got powered up as much as Kingpin got powered down uh, in terms of acting ability, not in terms of weathering an explosion ability. And then uh, two different scales. But yeah. Yeah. The giant arrow and Hawkeye. Really? I mean, as a big Hawkeye fan, seeing that was unbelievable. And the fact that it kind of tied some loops together in the MCU. And it's like, yeah, these characters are learning and growing from each other. It's it's a big payoff moment. I, I might give it to the giant arrow and Hawkeye personally. The giant arrow and Hawkeye. Did you see it? Wow. No, I didn't. I I guess it was like I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if it like surprised me or not. Though I don't know if it was like a. I guess I was expecting trick arrows. I I was expecting them to do stuff like that. And we get it at the end, but I was like, I guess I, it didn't come out of left field for me the way the catch did. And uh, what was your first one again? That was great. Oh, the, the oh, shield. Uh, yeah. Like, I think the shield is up there. I'd put it over the the giant arrow, but okay. I'm good with either. But I you made a very compelling case for the shield. You're right. You it was go like with the shield. I kind of want to go with the, I kind of leaning towards the shield. Hey, you nominate it and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> this I'm is going your thing. I was like the shield. This. You made a great, you made a great case for the shield. We, this is an item that we've seen <laughs> carried for, for years by a guy who was like virtuous and not doing this kind of stuff. And then we watch a man murder somebody with it. Like it was, it was shocking. Yeah, it was, it was something. Oh yeah. It was a bigger surprise for me. We got to go back. It's the shield. It is John Walker killing a guy in cold blood in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Congratulations, John Walker. You did it, bud. You earned it. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Next up, this is kind of like biggest surprise. It's biggest pop. This is the award for the biggest audience reaction that happened in the movies we covered so far. Some of these, you know, we have to assume because... We watched it from home during the pandemic, but some of them, all the ones that I personally nominated happened in movies that we saw in theaters. Uh, my nominees are Tobey Maguire appearing in Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew Garfield catching MJ in Spider-Man No Way Home, and the pogo stick appearing in Jackass Forever. <laughs> and it's honestly like, I think. There's a tie between Andrew Garfield and the pogo stick in my mind for how viscerally I reacted. <laughs> what do you got, Tim? I had both of those. 
Did you really? Yes. I thought the the catch, the Andrew Garfield catch was like the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. That was like, that was crazy. The Spider-Man, Toby and Andrew just showing up. I got to say, I didn't, I didn't pop for personally. Yes, man. Cause we knew they were coming. We knew they were going to be there. The actor showed up like who cares about them showing up. The thing that makes those movies great is that they showed up and then they fucking showed up, you know, yeah. <laughs> they sh- like Andrew Garfield showed up like who cares the catch. I was like, oh, my God, this is why you're here. Toby Maguire, he had his own catch. The goblins board mm. keeping Spider-Man from killing the goblin. That was like the equivalent for him. That was like, this is why Toby Maguire is here. That moment gets me in a way that like a guy just walking in a room doesn't. So I think if we're talking about other people's, you know, dumb people's opinion, <laughs> it's it's just some actors that we knew were going to be in the movie showing up in a movie, which I, I I don't get. I don't understand why that's the pop, even though I think that's like what the conversation is. That's like, I think that's what everybody was talking about with that movie. Jackass, the pogo stick was crazy. It was so wild. After all these oh. nut shots, the pogo stick oh my was God. terrifying. I my other one for Jackass was the shins for Steve-O. Sure. Where they hoist the the skateboard in like the guillotine, the, the skateboard guillotine. He puts his shins in it because Johnny Knoxville raises it up. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I, think, I was thinking like, oh, this will be nothing. And then he lets it go. And like the speed and the sound it made. Oh, that should have been a nominee for sound because the sound that oh, board made. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. This is crazy. So those two movies. I also got to add the Eternals blade scene at the end, which you, you talked about with the previous one people <laughs> for us specifically. Oh my God. Everybody <laughs> lost their shit. Spencer lost his shit yelling <laughs> that it was the watcher, <laughs> which everybody believed him. Everybody believed him. He convinced everyone sitting around us that it was the watcher. You guys say that I got blade right away. And I don't even remember I don't even remember that you ever do something and then your friends are like, oh, you did that. And you're like, I don't think that happened. Like afterwards, you guys were all like, oh, Tim, you said blade right away. But it, I if I did, it was so overpowered by Spencer's confidence in the watcher that I have no memory of of saying blade. <laughs> Looking back in hindsight, I listened to it again. I was like, oh, that's clearly Mahershala Ali's voice. But <laughs> so I can see how I could have done that. But I have no memory over <laughs> it, over of how overwhelming Spencer was with the watcher. So that was like the biggest, that was a gigantic pop for me. But, uh, what do you, what do you think, Kevin? What, what do you, what are you giving it to? Oh man. I got to give it to Andrew Garfield catching MJ in Spider-Man. No, yes. Home. I mean, yes, just, it was, uh, I cried along with everybody else in the world. How can you not? So much of that movie is just spent letting Andrew Garfield atone for sins that weren't even his own for how bad his movies were. Ah, incredible. You're 100% right. right. Another superhero themed one. This is Best Batman. So this is the best actor to portray Batman in any of the pieces of media that we have covered on the show so far. The nominees are Robert Pattinson. And the winner is 
Robert Pattinson for his portrayal of the Batman Rob. in the 2022 film The Batman. He did it. He did it. I mean, best Batman I saw <laughs> this year. Oh, man. All right. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, this next one is Biggest Dick Energy. Which actor this year had the biggest dick energy of all? And there were a lot of actors that had some pretty big dick energy this whole year. BDE? Uh, hmm? BDE? B. Davidson syndrome. Uh, <laughs> and the nominees are Jennifer Holland as Harcourt in HBO's Peacemaker. Steve-O as himself in Jackass Forever. Don Lee as Sang-Hwa in Train to Busan. And Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in The Suicide Squad. Who'd you have, Tim? Huh. Okay, we overlapped on Steve-O and Don Lee in Train to Busan. I was you like, had this guy. Too? Yeah, I was like, this guy's awesome. He left off the page for me where I was just like, this guy, this is a fucking man doing man shit. And he's got like... <laughs> And he has like a hot wife and he's just like taking care of her and like just being a, being a dude. I'm like, good for this guy. Big meaty man bumping meat with all these bad guys. I'm like, this guy, this guy's incredible. Steve-O, I also had on this list. Johnny Knoxville, though, if we're talking about the BDE in Jackass, Johnny Knoxville's the straw that stirs the Jackass drink, man. He mm-hmm. is... He's grinning. He's looking good and all these things. He's shocking people. And then he just stands up and gets lit up by a bull for no reason. Like he's just his confidence is just oozing off the stage, like off the screen into our mouths. It's like all over us. Like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) This guy isn't. I mean, he's he's incredible. I think his energy is infectious. And I think. I think the show doesn't work without Johnny Knoxville. Jackass doesn't work without Johnny Knoxville. So it makes me think that he has bigger BDE than Steve-O. I think you're right. I do the flip-flop bit from Jackass Forever where the like game show that they were playing where he had the like mechanical flip-flop cannons. Yeah. That like when he fakes it out and hits poopy. I mean, he, (laughs) yeah, you're, you sold me on Johnny Knoxville over Steve-O. There's so many bits that, they need Johnny Knoxville. I want to give a shout out. What we're talking about this to Jennifer Holland is Harcourt. She is so fucking badass from the intro song on. I mean, she's fucking jacked. She comes in that scene in the first episode where she wipes that dude out at the bar. Um, she gets some killer fight scenes in that show. We've talked. I We've definitely talked personally about this. I'm not sure if we've ever like broached this topic on the show, but there and are we promise certain, we wouldn't. We promise we wouldn't. <laughs> there are certain actors that have like a badass vibe and certain that don't. And it's tough when an actor that doesn't have a badass vibe gets cast in an action role because you just kind of can't there's only so far i'm going to be able to believe michael Sarah going into like an action movie whereas like michelle rodriguez i'm fucking there like she just has it she just has the it factor jennifer holland has the it factor yeah she does she does she's not as good an actor as i think the other people i was thinking of for this role but I, because I got, I got two more. I got two more oh, yeah, that yeah, I think are like oh, I thought you were strong done. contenders, Kevin. Get in here, Florence Pugh. Oh yeah, she is the embodiment of BDE. She is 
She's swagger. She is incredible. I mean, she stole Black Widow. She shows up in Hawkeye. She's eating macaroni at a table and looking like <laughs> the biggest badass in the world. They're just like calmly having conversations and it's electric. Like she exudes confidence. She has the biggest dick in any room she walks in. And that's a compliment, Flo. You are pew pew. Incredible. She's crushing it. Like her confidence over the top. Incredible. Out of this world. She has to be in the conversation. My other conversation, my other, my other person, a little bit of a sleeper, Tommy from the Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh shit! You talking about soft-spoken, long-haired '90s icon Tommy? Yes, dude. That oh, dude has shit, BDE. Dude. He's doing yoga. He's like doing karate. He speaks really quietly. He's like very respectful. He's <laughs> like, he, he asks you before going in for the kiss. He's like a nice guy. <laughs> he's just, but he's confident. He can back oh it my up. God. And I remember we watched, we had Lauren on the podcast. And we were talking about how cool Tommy was and she was right on the same page with us. And I don't know if it was on another podcast, but I definitely after that asked her was like, well, wait, so you just like, you know, that Tom, like she'd never seen Power Rangers before. And she <laughs> immediately was on the same page with us, like yeah. lifelong fans of being like, oh, yeah, Tommy's just the coolest. <laughs> like, ask her like, what is it about him? And she's just like, I don't know. He's just cool. And I'm like, yeah, he's just. He, somehow he's just cool. He shouldn't work. He's got long hair. He's like kind of, I feel like he's kind of embarrassing. It's like kind of an embarrassing show, but he's like the coolest guy in the world. He was like the coolest guy in our childhoods. He's the fucking man. So, you know, maybe it's not contemporary, you know, it's an older movie, but <laughs> damn Tommy Oliver, oh, man, shit. he's gotta be in this. Okay. He's we're incredible. getting close. You, you definitely have me sold on. I think it's either pew pew or Don Lee. Or Tommy. And I think for Florence Pugh, it's the swagger. I think for Don Lee, his version of BDE is like he's trying to get the protagonist to fucking man up and like not in a toxic way. He's trying to get him to like, you know, care about his kid and really just like care, be a present father, like show. It's I think that's really the uh, the thing that's symbolized in Train to Passan is like there's this crisis and it's symbolic of him needing to be there for his kid in these moments and he's not Don Lee's like you fucking need to be and he's not even a dad yet he's just got a pregnant wife <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah I mean fucking Tommy wow wow <laughs> this is tough I think we have three nominees I think Johnny Knoxville could be in there as like a fourth but we can get I think we can potentially get rid of two of these and say that they're older movies whatever you know it's an older thing i mean it's in the spirit of the podcast it's this year but maybe it's nice to have more of a contemporary florence Pugh also in two movies two of our favorite no i guess not two of our favorites she saved black widow and she was in hawkeye <laughs> which was one of my favorites so she's a new character it's a new presentation for this uh, i don't know man i think it's i think she's great i mean for her it's either for me it's either johnny knoxville or her i feel like if i'm really Really leaning into it. And you know what? I'm going to meet you on one of those. The biggest dick energy award goes to Florence Pugh for her performances. Yelena Belova and Black Widow and Hawkeye. Get it, girl. Oh, man. All right. And hey, she deserved it. Incredible. 
Whoops, I cut that off early. Oh, well, hey, before we continue to the final category, I just want to thank everybody for listening real quick. We deeply appreciate your time. We really do. Uh, You know, Tim and I have a ton of fun doing this show. We hope you have a ton of fun listening to it. I hope it puts a little bit of fun in your day. That would make me happy. That's all I want. And you know, without further ado, it's time for... What I want is cold, hard cash, but Kevin's settling for sentimentality. What I I want is to put us behind a paywall and start charging you people. (laughs) Make you pay for quality content. I'm telling him Tim don't do it. (laughs) Tim's got the nuclear football. It's in a suitcase that's (laughs) handcuffed to his arm. Yeah, gonna have to cut it off and push the button myself with my bad hand. I, I, I same, same. I'm glad if we're bringing a little joy to people's lives, talking about things that we like watching and they like watching, then this is a good thing, Kevin. And I'm happy to keep it going. I love it. Four more years, Kevin. Four more years, famously. In a movie. But first, the biggest award of the night, the highest prestige that we can possibly offer. The Biggest Thief Award, a.k.a. the Ryan Reynolds Award for Excellence in Film. This is it. This is the main event. It's the all-around award for excellence in the industry. These are the actors, scenes, and even blink-and-you'll-miss-it moments that stood out above all else this year. My nominees are Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova in Black Widow and Hawkeye. McKenna Grace as Phoebe in Ghostbusters Afterlife. The old man that teaches Aquafina how to fight in Shang-Chi. <laughs> I just, after saying that, I remembered his death scene. Immediately let him from, die. <laughs> oh my God. And everybody's like, he's coming back, right? And he fucking doesn't. They really set it up like the souls could be returning to their bodies. And it's like, oh no, they're all just dead. That didn't need to happen. <laughs> oh my God. And my final nominee is literally all of HBO's Peacemaker, Tim. What are your nominees for this award? A lot of overlap here, Kevin. Um, Florence Pugh, definitely on my list. She crushed it. Exceptional, exceptional talent. Tom Holland, I think. Spider-Man, Uncharted, two very successful movies, two very successful films. Had a great, Mm. had a hell of a year, this guy. Hell of a year. The one I was maybe the most excited about, or at least tossing up, was James Gunn. Is this James Gunn's year? Suicide Squad, incredible, crushes it. A movie that shouldn't have happened, except he was fired and he had a a gap in his schedule with Marvel. Comes out, makes Suicide Squad, has such a good time working with his boy John Cena that he goes off. He makes the Peacemaker show, which we both have said is like one of the craziest things that's happened in TV. I mean, it's good. It's exceptional. It's quality. He, He came out with an incredible movie like a very good action movie and then an incredible TV show working Mm. with John Cena that has its own unique feel. It's got everything that we've been talking about, Kevin. It's, it's been peacemaker has been all over the board. John Cena has been all over the board. Best sound is from peacemaker. The soundtrack from peacemaker, incredible, all those sound choices and all those music cues. I'm convinced that's James Gunn. That's him putting on his playlist. That's him putting his songs together. Like he is a master of this. His tone is all over this movie all over those movies it's like i don't know it could be it could be james Gunn's. wow that's incredible because yeah the uh blood sport versus peacemaker fight also nominated jennifer holland is hardcore 
you know, those badass scenes, he wrote those. He's the connective tissue between a lot of our favorite nominees tonight. That's incredible. Do you have other nominees or? Those are my other ones. I was also going to throw out Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if he's eligible for his own award, but free guy, red notice two okay movies <laughs> in a year. But we, we were talking about him on the podcast. He came up more than once. So I think yeah. in terms of like box office, he's in the conversation is like having a big year. Yeah, then maybe it could be Tom Holland or it could just be the fact that like we got three Spider-Men in the same movie. That could be like the biggest thief. But I'm probably leaning, leaning towards James Gunn at this point. What, what about you? What do you think? Wow. I Either that or the old man who teaches, teaches Aquafina how to shoot a bow. Those are my two nominees. I was going <laughs> to I'm, I'm right there with you. I was just going to say, I think it's either James Gunn or the old man that teaches Aquafina <laughs> how to fight in Shang-Chi because James Gunn. That's an, I, I didn't put that together at all, which I think might be part of it. He just quietly had this incredible year. But I think also his influence can be felt in a lot of these other things that we're talking about. Like, it's undeniable that pretty much from Guardians of the Galaxy on, he's been a major influence in, like, nerd culture. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place, even in the world of video games, which, again, we've sworn to never talk about again on this podcast. Uh, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy game that leans heavily on stuff that he established. And then, on the other hand, that old man taught Aquafina how to fight and then fucking died. Yeah. He died immediately. He died in a way such that it was confirmed canonically that his soul had been eaten and could not go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Trapped in an eternal horror. Inside the belly of the beast. Aquafina, may I remind you, no experience in combat. She's never fired a bow before. She's never shot an arrow. She's never been in any type of real physical conflict as far as we can tell. She's the driver. She drives. She's also not dating Shang-Chi. They're not together romantically. She is nobody. (laughs) (laughs) The heroes are off doing hero stuff and she's left to her own devices. She doesn't know where she's going with her life. She is she's lost. She doesn't know what she wants. And then a mentor comes, Kevin, a mentor, an old man who teaches her the way of the bow. And does he respect her immediately? No. Does she earn it? Yes. And do we want to be with people who are just handing out respect or people that are making us earn it, teaching us valuable life lessons? And then like every great mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mufasa. Dumbledore. He has to step aside. He has to step aside so that the real protagonist of the story, Aquafina, can rise to the occasion and thrive without the safety net that he provides. This is a tough one. <laughs> oh my god! I did uh, not think it would be this hard. <laughs> god damn it. Uh, Dude, you stunned me. I there was no world where I put these pieces together, but looking at all of our nominations and all of our winners so far, I think it is plain to see in hindsight that the Ryan Reynolds Award for Excellence in Film goes to none other than James Gunn for all of his hard work paying off this year. And ladies and gentlemen, 
Your hard work has paid off too because you've just listened to both parts of our Nerdy for 30 Oscars 2022 coverage. Thank you so much again for listening to that. You know, drop us a review, uh, shoot us an email, let you know what, let us know what you think, let you know what you think. Decide mm-hmm. for yourself first what you think. Let yourself know. Get in touch. Meditate. Then email us. Tell us what your favorite headspace meditation is because we know you're on it. Mm-hmm. And then tell us exactly what you thought of our ranking. Did we fuck it up? Could you do better? It's only one way to find out. You got to tell us and then we're going to argue with you on the show. Tim, any closing thoughts? You got to tell us. Uh, I saw a great video from Headspace the other day that was just a close up on a sidewalk in the rain and it was slowly filling in and it said to take deep breaths until the entire sidewalk was was covered with rain and there were no dry spots left. I found that really peaceful and meditative. And, you know, I'd love, you know, more input from our audience about what what other videos they find helpful and meditative. I'm really proud of our list, Kevin. I think we did good. I think all the right people won. And a lot of the wrong people were uninvited and, and didn't, didn't. There were no empty awards tonight, Kevin. This was a quality list filled with quality men and women. And they did they did quality work. And I'm glad we were able to excellent. Ex, we were able to uh, acknowledge that with with their hard okay. work. Also, Arby's is good. I'm a big fan. I would recommend. I got to say that ad read made me hungry for it. Well, that's it for our coverage for this year. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. And until then, everybody, stay nerdy. Bye.